Hello and welcome to the latest RegMedNet podcast. This episode is part of our spotlight on cell monitoring and imaging, supported by scientific bioprocessing. I'm Tristan Free, digital editor of RegMedNet, and I'll be your host for today's episode. Our guest today is Abby Underhill, who is an application scientist at Scientific Bioprocessing. Thank you for joining us today, Abby. Yeah, of course. Thank you for having me, Tristan. So just to start, um, please, can you introduce yourself and tell us a bit about uh, scientific bioprocessing? Of course, uh, as you mentioned, my name is Abby Underhill and I am an application scientist at Scientific Bioprocessing Incorporated, uh, SBI for short. Uh, at SBI, we manufacture optical sensors for monitoring pH and dissolved oxygen in cell culture. Um, and can you tell us a bit more about the sensor technologies that you work with um, and how they work? Yeah, of course. So the sensors that we manufacture are essentially these small circular stickers that are intended to go directly inside of cell culture vessels. So uh, to make these sensors, we actually embed fluorescent dyes that interact with either ox dissolved oxygen or hydrogen ions within solution. Uh, we then excite the dyes by firing at LEDs at specific wavelengths at the sensors. And then we're able to quantify the percent dissolved oxygen or the pH level based on the intensity of the returned fluorescent signal. Um, and what role do those sensors have in regenerative medicine? Why are they important? Uh, they essentially provide real-time information about critical cell culture parameters of dissolved oxygen and pH. So the benefit of uh, having access to these real-time measurements is that it, it basically opens the black box with cell culture and allows scientists to see what is happening at the parasitic level at essentially a constant basis. So when it's so important uh, within the field of regenerative medicine to have successful cell cultures the first time around, these sensors provide that critical information uh, without affecting cell health that will be instrumental in getting therapy to patients in as short a time as possible. So do you think that these, um, these sensors could play a role in have developing cell cultures to become sort of more representative of that, um, that in vivo environment? Definitely. Uh, we think that by taking uh, more variables out of the equation for what makes a cell culture successful, successful and making those variables known, it will essentially make experiments more reproducible and more easily optimized so that you're going to be giving yourselves the best chance there is uh, that they'll have a successful growth. Fantastic. Um, and what are some of the biggest challenges of implementing these sensors into the cell culture systems? I, I presume it's quite a, a fiddly process. Yeah, it definitely can be. And uh, definitely with more traditional methods of sensing where electrochemical probes are being used, uh, it's just not compatible with small scale research when you're working with cultured vessels such as multiple plates or T75 flasks. So one of the biggest concerns when doing any sort of cell culture is that you're going to be disrupting or influencing the cell culture and cell growth in some way. And so uh, to avoid this, lots of people uh, historically have taken manual offline measurements, which basically means they take a sample of the cell culture solution and then go and measure the dissolved oxygen concentration or pH offline with another uh, instrument. The problem with this is that you're then not getting that real-time information to really understand the conditions that the cells are seeing through the entire culture process. Uh, and as you said, another critical factor with implementing sensors is ease of use. Um, scientists aren't going to want to, to want to work with any sort of fiddly sensors that are basically, you know, more effort 
than what it's worth. Um, and so what are some of the, um, the ways that your sensors and systems can sort of help overcome those challenges? So one of the things that we definitely emphasize is that our sensors are very small and minimally invasive. And so it kind of takes away that, that factor that exists with electrochemical probes, for example, because our sensors actually fit within the smallest form factors of cell culture vessels, even down to organ on a chip applications. We have also developed what we like to call set it and forget it technology. So uh, once you've instrumented your culture vessel, you can basically just let it go and collect real-time data, you know, for weeks at a time. Uh, we do understand that placing the sensors and handling the sensors uh, has been a pain point with, with some of our customers in the past. And so uh, one of my coworkers is a wizard at 3D printing. And so she's actually developed a couple different tools to help with placing the sensors inside vessels. And our ultimate goal is to actually provide instrumented vessels that already have sensors pre-placed that can be purchased directly off the shelf. Um, and so you mentioned reproducibility earlier. Um, does that kind of that set it and forget it? So sort of minimizing the amount of um, sort of interaction needed for you to, to check up on things and, and get um, new sets of data as the cultures progress. Um, and also those tools to kind of help with the, the application. But does that kind of help bring down some of the human error involved um, and, and improve that, that reproducibility? Definitely. Uh, you really, really nailed that. Yeah, essentially, the less that you have to go in and actually manually interact with the cell culture environment, the less chance there is that you'll be introducing contamination or potentially introducing some sort of human error into your calculations and measurements. Fantastic. Um, well, well, in your opinion, um, how could sensors help um, with fast tracking therapies to patients? So we've definitely already kind of touched on this and we really think it has to do with reproducibility. Um, to get therapies from the research lab to patients, obviously you have to go through many rounds of testing and ex the experimental process. And so if you can minimize the amount of experimental replicates that need to be done by optimizing those uh, cell culture conditions and basically having experiments be reproducible the whole way through, it's going to take uh, less time because there'll be less variables and less mistakes. Uh, in addition, uh, you can also develop predictive models that correlate early culture conditions to successful scale up and essentially speed up that full time that it will take to get a therapy from the research lab to the market. I suppose as well, once you've um, sort of successfully developed those cultures that have the existing um, sensors implanted in them, then it's gonna make that um, ability to take all of the um, sort of culture technologies that were used in one study and just completely recreate them again for the next one when you're trying to develop on the results of the previous. Um, so that sounds like it's going to have a, a quite a big impact for, um, for studies involving um, cell culture systems. Um, and in these cell cultures, are they largely 2D cell cultures or can you also do this with um, in going into the 3D side? At this point, uh, we're mostly working with 2D cell cultures, but uh, we have developed a fiber optic system and that basically allows for sensing within bioreactors as well. Uh, is that what you meant by 3D or are you speaking more along the lines of organoid development and uh, measurements? Yeah, I was, I was wondering more about, um, yeah, organoid, organoid development and sort of spheroids and that, that kind of side of things. Because obviously um, 
they also are starting to play quite a big role in um in in studying disease development and then but then also using them as ways of of screening developing um drugs and things like that um so i just wondered if there was any any application currently or sort of hopes to be in the future um in in that region yeah definitely and we have actually had conversations with potential customers who are working with organoids and spheroids and so really what we what we encourage is just having a discussion with anyone who is interested in incorporating these sensors into their system. And it is our goal to, you know, make these sensors accessible on any level of research. Fantastic. Um, well, I think we've maybe covered the, covered it slightly there, but where do you hope that the, um, the scientific bioprocessing sensors and systems could be applied in the future? Um, is it in, in those organoid systems or are there additional, um, additional applications that you're looking forward to exploring? Uh, definitely organized systems and honestly any sort of bioprocess from the smallest vessel you know within an academic research lab up to the largest bioreactors at large-scale bioprocessing facilities um, our overall mission really is to just empower customers to accelerate the discovery of safe and effective solutions in the biotech and regenerative medicine uh, industries so we really aspire to provide the most complete sensing platform coupled with those instrumented culture systems that uh, we are planning on developing as well as uh, we plan to develop data analytics platforms so that not only are, will you be monitoring conditions, but you can actually you know, do something with that information. You, know, you can adjust the pH automatically of your culture system. You can increase the amount of oxygen available to your cells all automatically through machine learning processes. Fantastic. Um, uh, and if people would like to, um, if people would like more information on this, um, how can they contact you? Definitely check out our website. It's uh, scientificbio.com. Uh, we also have social media pages on, you know, across all social media platforms. And if you like any answers to specific questions, uh, people are more than welcome to send me an email. Uh, it's a underhill at scientificbio.com. And also on our website, if you'd like a more detailed discussion with one of our application scientists team, uh, we recommend you fill out our application questionnaire. Uh, it basically allows us to ask you questions about what research you are doing, um, what timeline you are working on, and allows us to then get in contact with you and set up a Zoom meeting. Bro, um, well, that's all of the questions that we had, Abby. Um, are there any more points that you'd like to add? I think that's it. Uh, it's been a pleasure speaking with you today, Kristen. No, fantastic. Well, th thank you very much for, for joining us, Abby. It's been, it's been fantastic to have you on the podcast. Of course, I am. It's, it's been a pleasure on my end as well. Fantastic. Well, if you're interested in this episode and would like to learn more about cell monitoring and imaging, you can find our spotlight on www.regmednet.com. Thanks for listening and goodbye.